Happy Sunday and welcome to Thrive Church Online. I hope you all had a fantastic week. My name is Christine and I'll be your online host for today. If this is your first time tuning in, we would love to welcome you. Please text me to 604-285-5770 and we'll mail you your very own Thrive Stainless Steel water bottle. Look at that. Doesn't it look great? And parents, don't forget to visit mythrive.info slash thrivekids for the latest Thrive Kids lesson. We just launched a brand new Thrive Kids summer curriculum with Thrive Kids Zoom meetings happening every Sunday from 10.45 to 11.15. It's going to be a lot of fun, so be sure to check it out at mythrive.info slash thrivekids. All right, everyone, it's Sunday morning. I'm sure all of you had breakfast by now. So comment in the comment box over here or over here, your favorite breakfast Food. My favorite breakfast food is waffles topped with berries and of course, who can forget, whipped cream. What about yours? commenting over here and over here so after you've done that take a selfie of yourself tuning into Thrive Church online and share it on all of your social media platforms and don't forget to hashtag Thrive Church online so we can see all of your lovely faces all right are you ready for today's word are you ready for God's word let me hear you say yes all right so I hope you have your coffee ready I hope you have your Bible on hand and let's get ready for today's message Hello everybody and welcome to Thrive Church Online. It is so great to have you here. My name is JB. I'm one of the pastors here at Thrive and it gives me great pleasure to welcome you to an amazing Sunday to draw near to God together here at Thrive Church Online. And in case this is your first time here, guess what? You are what we call our VIP. Everyone say our VIP. And we especially want to welcome you. And in fact, we've got a special gift just for you, just to say thanks so much for joining us today. If you're a first-time guest of VIP, we'd love it if you would text the word NEW, N-E-W, to 604-285-5770. Or you can go to mythrive.info and touch that button that says NEW to Thrive. And we'd love to get in touch with you that way. Just a way for us to just welcome you to our church family and say thank you so much for joining us today. We've got a stainless steel Thrive Church water bottle just for you uh, so that uh, you can uh, know that we're thinking of you wherever you may be watching the service. In fact, we have a saying here at Thrive, which is that welcoming is not just what we do, it's who we are. And so with that in mind, would you just welcome one another to church today? Would you welcome one another in your chat rooms? Maybe you're sitting beside someone as you're watching the service. Would you give them a high five, a handshake, even a warm hug if that's appropriate, and just say it's so great to be here with you right now. Let's welcome one another to church today. You guys are a beautiful church inside and out and it is great to be with you guys each and every week in fact if you're wondering why we do this why do we exist as a church anyways well let me tell you right now here throughout church we exist for five purposes in fact i'm going to show you our vision statement and you can fill in the blanks with me today and so here throughout church we exist for five purposes called a e i o u a stands for say it alive it means we're here to worship jesus e stands for expect 
active. It means we're here to grow into Christ-like disciples. I stands for involved. It means we're here to serve God with our talents. O stands for out loud. It means we're here to, you know it, lead others to Jesus. U stands for united. It means we're here to love our spiritual families. You guys get all that? A-E-I-O-U, alive, expectant, involved, out loud, and united. It means we're here to worship. We're here to grow. We're here to serve. We're here to lead, and we're here to love. If you believe that, say amen. And our dream is to build a church of 10,000 AEIU leaders in the city of Vancouver and around the world. Let's give God a big hand, a big shout in this place together right now. That's our vision. That's our dream. That's our calling as a church together. Turn to your neighbor and say, you were made to be AEIOU. You were made to be AEIOU. You and me together, wherever in the world you are, God made you to be alive and to worship Jesus. God made you to be expecting to grow more like Jesus. God made you to be involved and to serve Jesus with what you got. God made you to be out loud and to lead others to Jesus because his love is way too big and way too good for us to keep to ourselves. And we are also called to be united and to love our church. And if you love your church, I want to encourage you to share about your church. Share with people online, invite your friends, uh, and also remember to give. Uh, The fact is this, is that uh, every single week, at the end of our services, we will give you guys an opportunity to give and to contribute to the work that God is doing here at the Bible Church. You can give your faithful tithes, your generous offerings. And uh, if you miss that part, because we know that there's a percentage of you who, who kind of drop off right after, uh, you know, right before we're able to make that invitation. If you uh, have not yet given this past month or this coming month, I encourage you to give. Your giving makes such a huge difference. You are making such a huge difference to the lives of people in our city and around the world when you do so. And so if you just believe the, the work, and the work that God is doing here, where you call throughout your home church, encourage you to give at mythrive.info. Thank you so much in advance for giving. You guys are an amazing, generous church. And when we seek God's kingdom first, we believe he adds everything that we need. If you believe us, say amen. Amen. You guys are awesome. Well, today we are going to get into a powerful message, and I want to ask you to grab your Bibles right now. Here at Thrive, we believe the Bible is awesome, that it is God's Word, has the power to change our lives. And so if you got your Bibles right now, it's time to get that out. Uh, this is my Bible. It's a paper Bible. Maybe yours is a, a phone or a device that you download the Bible into. Maybe it's your computer. Whatever the case may be, why don't you hold up your Bible in the air? Maybe think twice about holding up your computer in the air, unless you're really comfortable doing that. But we're going to do this together. We're going to make this proclamation together. This is a fun way to get our hearts ready for the message today. Let's say this together in a big loud voice. We're going to say, this is my Bible. It is God's word. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. Today, I open up my heart so that God's word can come in and change my life, and I will never be the same. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Amen. Well, we're doing a series here at Thrive. It's brand new. We just started this past Sunday, and it is uh, a series that we call Pivotal Moments. And it's because we believe at Thrive that every moment matters, that every day is significant. But that said, there are certain moments in our lives that tend to have a very long-lasting impact on our lives. Me getting coffee at Starbucks or me eating a donut at Tim Hortons, for some reason, those moments don't always have the same impact as some of the bigger moments. Like, you know, the day you decided to say yes to that person or the day you walked through that door of opportunity or the day you moved from one place to another. We all 
have what we call pivotal moments in our lives that have this lasting impact on us such that because of that moment, we're not quite the same. And in this series called Pivotal Moments, we're looking at and having different people share about their pivotal moments. We don't always just have one moment. There's usually several moments that are very pivotal in our lives and we've been getting people to share about those pivotal moments. But here's the thing. We don't just want to hear from the people on the stage, but we also want to hear from you watching from wherever you are because you have pivotal moments in your lives where I believe God has been allowing you to experience that moment so that he can teach you something about himself or to teach you an important life lesson. And we want to hear about that here at Thrive Church. And so if you could do this is that, you know, sometime today, even toward the end of the service, or even right now, if you've got, you know, 30 seconds, go to mythrive.info and click that button that says my pivotal moment. And I would absolutely love to hear from you as to what is your pivotal moment or just one of them, one pivotal moment. And maybe you can start thinking about what are some of the lessons that God was teaching you through that moment that have allowed you to be to where you are today. And so with that in mind, I encourage you to go to mythrive.info, click my pivotal moment. We'd love to hear you. You can share by video. You can share in writing, whichever one you prefer. And we'd love to hear what your pivotal moment is. Turn to your and say, you have a pivotal moment. You have a pivotal moment. We all have pivotal moments and we can't wait to hear from you from you about what your pivotal moment is. Well, today we are extremely blessed to have Pastor Tim Ashoi to bring the message to us today. Pastor Tim and Sandra, they're such a precious part of our church family and we're always blessed to have Pastor Tim when he's here to share the word of God. And so would you please give a warm, thrive welcome to the one, the only, Pastor Tim Ashoi as he brings the word to us today. Come on, give God a big hand. Let's give Pastor Tim a warm welcome as well. Let's do that together right now. Thank you so much, Pastor. What a privilege it is to be here today with Thrive Online, doing the will of God as God has called us to. Uh, I'm so excited to have heard the first message by Raul last week. If you didn't hear that message, I would encourage you to go online and find that message and hear the, te the testimony of the pivotal moments in his life. I was greatly challenged and the application was great to our lives as he presented it. And today I want to speak about pivotal moments of firm destiny. I believe that pivotal moments in our life affirm destiny for our lives. Pivotal moments are not just to, you know, just for my own personal excitement and be able to tell a story, but actually God has a destiny in what he brings us into and what he brings us through. I want to start with a text from the Bible in 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 9. The Bible tells us that he has saved us and called us to a holy life, not because of anything that we have done, but because of his own purpose and his grace. Say purpose and grace where you are. Purpose and grace. And the Bible tells us this grace was given us in Christ before the beginning of time. I like that. Here God is setting out destiny for us, purpose and grace. And he said, I had this all planned before the beginning of time. You know, God's a long-range thinker. Thinks before time. Before time began, he was thinking about you. He loved you before, before time began. 
and uh, now even he is following you in your life and he's allowing pivotal moments to take place in your life some have already taken place with some of you maybe you haven't recognized it but there will be pivotal moments in your life in the future i could refer to many pivotal pivotal moments in my life um I guess when I met the love of my life, Sandra, that was a pivotal moment. And I was six years of age, and she was five. <laughs> now that's a pivotal moment, above pivotal moments. <laughs> and you know, God actually called us into destiny, even though that was, uh, you know, we just played together as kids. Um, uh, nevertheless, God takes even those kinds of moments and makes something of them. When I believe I heard the voice of God uh, pulling me in a particular direction, and uh, the direction, of course, was to preach the gospel, that happened with me also as a, as a youngster, and I couldn't shake that. It was like there was this call from the inside that was pulling me in a direction. There were times when the Holy Spirit fell in the church that I grew up in as a youngster, there were revival moments. We used to have camp meetings, and in those times, people would set aside time to come away for days, and they would seek the face of God. Outpourings of the Holy Spirit, those were pivotal moments in my life. You know, the, I thought I would share a little bit of the format of the church that I grew up in. And of course, this is many, many years back and we know things change and times change. Uh, but you know, the pastor who was a pastor there for many, many years had a particular format that he used for uh, ministering to the people and leading the church. They always started with worship, which we do even to this day in most churches. Then the Word of God was preached with power and grace and anointing. And then after that, it didn't stop where there was a benediction and people would just go home. And I think this was very unusual. He was an unusual leader. He called the entire church to prayer after the preaching. And everybody would go into a separate room. It was the prayer room. And in those days, a lot of the churches had prayer rooms where people would just go to pray. And at the end of every service, about 95% of the people would head for the prayer room, and there they would find themselves on their knees. And they would pray, calling on God, calling on the Holy Spirit to fill them. The pastor and his dear wife and senior leaders would go and lay hands upon people as they were praying, believing for the power of God and for the fullness of the Holy Spirit in the lives of people. Many people were filled with the Holy Spirit. As a matter of fact, that to them was a pivotal moment in their life that affirmed their destiny that God had them now on a track where they would go somewhere with their lives. And many were filled with the Holy Spirit, and many from that local assembly, which was only about 120 to 150 people, um, many of them 
went to different parts of the world, became pastors and missionaries and leaders, responding to the fullness of the Holy Spirit which would lead them in their lives. These were pivotal moments in my life growing up as a boy. Also, our parents led us in the ways of God and memories linger in my life where dad would call us all like our pastor did in the church to go to our knees and we would kneel around the kitchen table and we would call on God you don't forget things like that the day came when I left home and I had a car that I purchased for $165 and I left our farming community to go to a city where my brother was working and I remember my dad very graciously pulling a $20 bill out of his wallet, filled my car up with gas and he wished me well was another pivotal moment in my life. Now, $20 today doesn't seem like a lot of money. Then it would be like $400 because of the difference with inflation and all that has taken place. But I'll always remember that that moment when I was sent away with blessing by my father. I got a job washing dishes at a motel restaurant didn't really like that job but I did it because it was a job then it wasn't long until I got another opportunity to become an apprentice in a particular trade and I thought I would take that because I would be able to learn a skill in my life which would stand me in good stead in future days I had a very very kind boss who promoted me very quickly amid the nine employees that were working for his company. Having worked for a good part of the year, I was released to go on, on a holiday to see the mountains of British Columbia. You see, I was a prairie dog, and I had never, never ever seen the mountains of British Columbia uh, because we just didn't live there except for for the fact that I saw it in pictures on route I decided to visit an uncle who was a returned missionary from on furlough from Ethiopia uh, hearing that I was headed for Vancouver he wanted to join because a brother of his who was an uncle of mine lived in Vancouver all of this was leading to a very pivotal moment in my life. We journeyed through the north of Alberta and the north of British Columbia all the way to Dawson Creek and then down to the city of Prince George where his son lived and was there for a season. On that journey, my uncle was so set on arrival that he kept putting off eating. It was getting later in the day, and he said, you know, I have a niece in, in Dawson Creek, and uh, 
uh, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll wait till we get there. And it was getting later and later in the day, and he, he said, uh, uh, we'll just keep going. And uh, back in the day, there was no cell phone service or anything like that. So you had to go to a pay phone to call and get directions, and, and we would arrive to lodge for the night. And when we arrived, I was kind of excited because I thought maybe she might give us something to eat because I was famished. We had been going for like a day without eating. And uh, my uncle pipes up and he says, oh, no, we're fine. And I thought, wow, we're getting into a 40-day fast here. <laughs> what is this? And the next morning, we do get a little slice of toast, and we head off to the city of Prince George, which was a far, about a five-hour drive or so. And we find an A&W, and we go to church to find his son and um, there. And we are invited for dinner by some wonderful people after church. And, of course, as a young, growing man, I got something to eat, which was roast beef. And I thought, boy, after all these hours of hardly eating anything at all, this is like heaven. And uh, all of this, this connection, this meeting, would change the course of my life and put me on a new path in due time. So off to Vancouver we go. We go through the canyon, Hell's Gate, and all that. And uh, it was quite an experience for myself as a, as a young man. Then, make a long story short, back to the prairies, back to work. And not long after arriving back home, I receive a call from our kind person who invited us to their house for dinner. He said, would you consider coming, coming here? We are desperate for people with your trade he says, I will double your wage if you will come. And I was a little nervous about that because my boss was so kind to me, and uh, I believe I'm somewhat of a loyal person. I, I nervously went to my boss and said, you know, I have this offer, and it's double the wage, and uh, I'm wondering if I should go. And he said, well, you were a young man. Lots of people go up there. I want you to know, though, a lot of people go up there, and when they go there, they think it's going to be great, and then they come home broke. But it's up to you. If you want to go, you go, and you have a job if you ever decide to return, or when you decide to return. And soon I would re uh, arrive at a defining moment. I work for the spring and summer and my, my new double-wage job was great because I made all kinds of money. I worked night and day, six days a week. And uh, my goal was somehow at that point in my life was just to make lots of money and to buy a piece of land and consider that for my wife-to-be and so forth as we would build a home. Sandra and, and her friend decided to visit me there. And we were serious about our relationship. On Sundays, I attended and helped with the church plant that my cousin was a leader of. And I taught Sunday school some with some kids that were not interested in listening to anything about the Bible because they weren't from Christian homes. 
and uh, fall was encroaching and Sandra had decided that she would attend a Bible college. And you know, in my heart, being separated by a thousand miles, there was a bit of a draw there, thinking, oh my goodness, it'd sure be nice to be where she is, and she's going to Bible college. Mind you, in those days in Bible colleges, things were strict. I mean, if, if you looked at a gal, you better be two blocks away from her because they, boys and girls had nothing to do with each other in Bible colleges. <laughs> and uh, so one night, in mid all of this, I prayed, and this is where I'm coming to, a very strategic moment. One, one night, as I prayed, I simply said to the Lord, give me a clear sign if I'm to cha change the course of my life from making money to attending college to prepare for ministry. And of course, down deep I knew there was a call in my heart for something more than just making money. It was a call to serve God with all of my life. I put out what they call a fleece to see what would happen to it. A fleece, the story of the fleece is in Judges chapter 6, verses 37 to 40, where Gideon was wanting confirmation as to whether or not he should fulfill the purposes of God as a leader of Israel and go out and fight some battles and conquer territory, etc. And so he put out this fleece, which is just a... Just a a wool sheepskin and uh, he said God if you want me to do this I'm asking that this fleece would be wet very wet in the morning and everything around it would be dry well sure enough because God was in this thing he went and checked things that that day and and lo and behold, there was, there was so much water on that fleece that he had to wring it out and put the water somewhere. And he thought, to be sure, I, I want to have this reversed. God, I'm asking you that the next time around here is I ask you that, that this fleece will be dry and everything around the fleece will be wet. Well, lo and behold... Everything around the fleece was wet, and the fleece was dry. Wow. So turn to somebody, your dog, your cat, or somebody at your home, and say, wow, that's amazing. Well, would you know, in my life, when I asked, it was on a Sunday night, I asked God, as I was just laying in my bed, just about to go to sleep, not in any, you know, spiritual sort of uh, position with my hands folded and all that I just called on God and I said God I need an answer so on Monday I walked into the office of my wonderful host who had hosted me when we had come to the city way back He said to me, first thing when I walked in the door and sat down, he said, Tim, we lo I love the work that you do. 
And there's a lot of work to be done and a lot of money to be made. But God's will is more important in your life than making money. He said, I have been praying. And I believe that you should apply to go to Bible college before Bible colleges start. I thought to myself, could anything be more clear than that? Just last night I asked God to show me very, very clearly. Well, I called the college to submit an application and the colleges in those days were filled to the max. It was boom time for Bible colleges and their answer to me is, we are full, sorry. But then they called back and they said, somehow we believe that you should be here. So we are going to work to accommodate you. It ended up that their max for their class, the first year class was 80 students. And they allowed 82 students in that year because they thought, well, there might be somebody that might just drop out. All of this is a part of a pivotal, defining moment or time in my life. For several weeks, I would finish some contracts that were in place. And I said my goodbyes with a deep sense of gratitude, and I pointed my car in the direction of Kamloops, then on to Regina, Saskatchewan. It's about a 20-hour-plus drive all alone. But one of the most defining moments was this. All of this, there's so many things in a defining time or a defining moment or a pivotal time. There can be many things that are, are lining up and happening. But I suppose this, what I'm going to share with you now, is probably the most pivotal thing that happened in my life while driving up the hill out of the city on Highway 97. The Holy Spirit fell on me. And I began to weep, as it were, rivers of tears. And the Holy Spirit spoke to me very, very clearly. You will return to this city, and I will use you here. I could not shake that Im impression, and I never will. A long story short, I went through the rigors of, of study for three years, I graduated. Then I was sent to pastor a small town church in southern Saskatchewan. It's a great little community where actually that church had experienced revival fires and many years earlier, and many, many people came to the Lord. And actually, the pastor that I referred to in the early part of my message came from that region. And he was born again there, and his life was transformed, and I had the privilege of going to minister back in that, that region among the people there. We went there, and I started a small business to supplement our token salary. And I was doing some work for a 
a well-to-do Anglican lady. She attended the Anglican church. And this was quite interesting, just working away and talking. And out of nowhere, she said, you will be moving to Prince George not long from now. I thought, wow, this is unbelievable. The Holy Spirit had said, which would be almost five years earlier, that you will return to this city. And here, a wonderful Anglican lady, dignified lady, said to me, you're going to be going back there. You know, people, sometimes we think it's only people from a certain church or certain denomination or, or, you know, God can only speak to certain kinds of people. I've learned that God can speak through all kinds of people, and he does. You know, he, he even spoke through a donkey once. I often say to people who think they're really prophetic, you know, you're, you're, you're just a donkey and I'm just a donkey. <laughs> no big deal. God moves upon all kinds of his creation to send forth his messages. And I thought, oh yeah, I wonder about this, but then I knew in my heart of hearts that something was going to happen, and I just put it on the back burner. A few months later, Sandra and I attended a conference in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. The preacher was a Texan. He was preaching and teaching on the life of Jesus Christ. I'll remember it as long as I live. Jesus as prophet, priest, and prince. While he was preaching so powerfully, and the revelation of Christ was coming so clear as to who he was, it was as though I was taken on a side journey for a few moments in the midst of his preaching. I heard him preaching, but I heard another message going on, and God spoke to me and said, I will take you to where I felt I would return one day, and you will have a business, and you will have a church, and eventually your church will become so busy that you have no time for business. And that's exactly what happened. Exactly what happened. We got so busy with the church because the church began to grow numerically that we had no time for business. And I began spending time in different parts of the world and so on. It was amazing. But at that conference, there was another amazing thing that was all part of this pivotal moment. <clears throat> A man who never knew me, who came from the city of Prince George, never knew me and he asked somebody is this person by the name of tim is he at this at this meeting this conference and he he was directed pointed out they somebody pointed me out to him and he came across the building i can still remember him walking from one end of the building to the other toward me and he said you are the man to pastor and and bring forth the church in the city of Prince George. Just like that. Didn't check my references or anything, didn't really know me, but he said, you're the man. You say, how much clearer can God be? You see, 
In these pivotal moments, we hear the voice of God. Others hear the voice of God. And pivotal moments are really when, the most pivotal moments are really when God speaks. And when God reveals his will and he confirms his plans to us. Everything that was spoken happened just as, as it was said. And uh, we saw the work of God develop. It, it took 10 years for a few people to grow into a couple of hundred, which then quickly moved very quickly. We had what a lot of people say was a form of revival where we grew to about 600 within a short period of time. Out of that, there was training, outreaches, church planting, mission enterprises, 50 different departments for outreach and doing the work of God in the community and in the region. While there were defining prophetic moments, I want to say this, and you can expect this in, in these defining pivotal times, there were also very dry, dark, dismal, oppressive times that we had to come through. We experienced great opposition in those days. One person, bless their heart, believed that they heard from God that they should throw us out of the church and actually drive us out of the city. And I had phone calls saying, we'll have you out of this city in two weeks. Very difficult times. There was an attempt, attempted arson on our church and on our home. We wanted to burn the church down and burn our home down and actually the fire department people told us that our church building which was a new building at that time was within 20 minutes of being completely destroyed we faced amazing opposition from the devil who wanted to destroy but God intervened again and again you know it kind of is like this God gives us promises, then we face problems or tests. And after we come through those problems and tests, God refines us and the promises come true or they come to pass. So it's promise, problem, promise, promise realized. The Bible tells us that he saved us and called him called us according to his purpose and according to his grace and we believe that his purpose and his grace will come to pass where God guides he provides defining pivotal moments are both terrific and tough there are things that confirm and again, I, I really believe that God wants to confirm his will to us, and he does that in pivotal, defining moments. One of the things that confirm we are in God's will is opposition or adversary. In Philippians 1.28, Paul says, Do not be terrified by your adversaries, because these are an evident token of salvation and that of God. 
See, it's like God is saying, I've, I've given you great promises, but you know, the enemy is going to come against you. But, but these are only signs that you are really in the will and purposes and plan of God. So pivotal def- defining moments, there's things that define that. One is adversity. The other is secondarily, which seems so opposite, is peace. Peace of God rules in our hearts amid all of these kinds of things that are going on. And so let not our hearts be troubled when we're in these defining moments and there's adversity coming at us. God will give us his peace in the midst of the storm. Number three, others witness that what you're in is a God thing. I always believe that there will be some prophet or some person who will come along and confirm the will of God. We many times have faced some severe, severe opposition. Looking at it naturally, you'd say there's absolutely no way you could come through that because all the odds are against you, and then all of a sudden there's a witness that comes that, that confirms God's pivotal moments and defining moments in our time, in our lives. Number four, there's eventual fruitfulness and reward. As we walk with God and as we take these defining moments and let God use them and we trust and we believe what he has said, fruitfulness and reward come in due time. Defining moments or pivotal moments act as an anchor and we return to those in the midst of our trouble and opposition and challenges so we say, if God said it, I believe it, that settles it. He who began a good work in us, according to Philippians 1, 6, will complete it. Defining moments when believed and agreed with can chart a certain exciting adventure with God. So we delight ourselves in the Lord. And the Bible says if we delight ourselves in him, he will give us the desires of our heart. He'll do exceeding abundantly above all that we could even ask or think according to the spirit that works within us. You may be listening to my voice today and this may be part of the, def- the pivotal moment of your life when God is going to launch you into things like you couldn't even imagine could ever happen. Some of the greatest things can come as a result of your, you being in this, and God is taking his word, and he is confirming his word in your life, and there will be signs that will follow this pivotal moment. Or maybe you have had your pivotal moment, but you've doubted your pivotal moment. You said, oh, that couldn't have been God. I want to come to you today and say, you know if it was God there's something in your heart of hearts that says yes this was right maybe you're here today and you're not a a believer or a strong believer and uh, and you wonder about all of this but down deep you know that way back there god touched your life and and now today he's touching your life and There's been certain things that have been obviously God that have been in your life because man could not orchestrate those things. Only God can. And now it's up to you to acknowledge him and say, thank you, God, for this pivotal moment in my life. 
And the purpose that you have for it is to bring me into greater things. Not everyone is intended to walk the same path and the same track and the same kind of vocation as I was. But I know of people who are business people who have the same kind of deep call and commitment to the purposes of God. And God has led them in that way. There's no greater life than knowing that you're in His will. And that those pivotal moments are leading you in the wonderful direction that God has for your life. Let me pray with you. Father in heaven, I thank you today for every person listening. I pray that you will take this, this little story of my life and somehow encourage somebody today. And more than that, I pray that someone will find and many will find their way close to you and walk with you as never before as a result of hearing your word. May great days, the days that you want to have every person to experience, days of strength and blessing and hope, may they become those days that the listeners will realize. We thank you. Thank you for Thrive Church. Thank you for this ministry. Thank you for the workers. Thank you for the people who have listened to your call. Continue to lead them on, we pray. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
Can we give God a big hand, a big shout in this place together right now? Oh, come on, there's more in you than that. Give God all of your praise today. I want to thank Pastor Tim for sharing with us just such a powerful story about the way that God led him to where he is today and so many pivotal moments in that journey. And right now, as we get ready to respond to God, because we believe that this story isn't just for us to listen to and enjoy, but it's for also you to look into your own life and to reflect on the pivotal moments that God has placed in your own life. And earlier today, we said that every single one of us has a calling that whether you are in the clothes of a pastor or a you know, stay-at-home parent or you're a businessman, you're a student, every single one of us was made to be A-E-I-O-U, to be alive and to worship Jesus, to be expectant and to grow more like Jesus, to be involved and to serve Jesus with our talents, to be out loud and to lead others to Jesus and to be united and to love the family that he started called his church. And however that calling is expressed is dependent on your unique God-given shape and what God has given to you uniquely and personally. And so right now, as Amicus is playing, I'm just going to invite you right now just to take a moment to focus on God and to turn your attention to Him. And if you want your life to matter, your life to count for a greater purpose than just yourself, why don't you lift your hand to God right now? Let the height of your hands reflect you, just saying to God, God, I recognize that you have a greater story to write with my life. I recognize that everything I go through, you know about and you're gonna use somehow for a greater purpose. If you need to surrender a problem in your life that is too big for you, I'm here to let you know it's not too big for God. You can give it to God today, knowing that He is greater and He will use even that situation to do something amazing with it for His glory. And so with that in mind, I want you to lift up your hands to God and from your heart, would you start responding to God right now? Just start responding to God right now. Maybe you can even think of one pivotal moment in your life where you can look back and maybe like Pastor Tim, you can remember that moment when God spoke to you. Uh, maybe it was the birth of your child. Maybe it was the moment you touched down in a certain place. Maybe it was when that news came and your life was never the same. Whatever that might be, I'm just going to encourage you just to, to give God thanks for that pivotal moment. Maybe it wasn't a, a pleasant moment. Maybe it was a very painful moment. But you can thank God for the lessons that He has taught you through that moment. You can thank God for the ways that He is using and will use that moment to help others around you because you went through that. And so with that in mind, why don't you lift your hands to God? Why don't you lift your voice to God? And as the music is playing, why don't you start talking to God from your heart? Just respond to God today. Respond to God based on the story He's written with your life. Respond to God right now. Based on the fact that He loves you, would you respond to God right now? based on the fact that he knows the plans he has for you, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, to give you hope in the future. Let's give God our response right now. Let's respond to him right now. That's it, you just start talking to God. Don't wait for me to stop talking. Don't wait for someone else to start talking. You just start talking to God right now from your heart. Give him everything today. Give him your cares. Give him your burdens. Give him your thanks. Give him your doubts. Give him your questions. Give him everything, everything that's in your heart today. Give it to him today. He loves you. He's listening. That's it, church. Come on. Give God everything today. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Father. Praise you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus.
And you know, before leading in prayer, I just encourage those of you who have a pivotal moment in your heart right now, I want to encourage you to go to mythrive.info and touch that button, My Pivotal Moment. I want to encourage you to let us know about that pivotal moment. Go to mythrive.info, go to My Pivotal Moment and, and share about that. Maybe you can write it, maybe you can videotape yourself later, but, but just start, start, start recording something of the pivotal moments that God has put into your life and the lessons that He is teaching you and has taught you because of that moment and believing that God gave you that moment not just for yourself, but so that others could be helped. And so with that in mind, I'm going to encourage you, even as I'm about to pray, you can start writing. Even as I'm about to pray, you can start sharing. Even as I'm about to pray, you can start recording something as we pray together. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for the lives that you have given to every single one of us who are watching here right now. That through all the ups and downs, through all the different seasons of life, through all the bumps, the bruises, the blessings, through all of it, thank you, God, that you have a greater purpose for our lives. That you have a greater story you're writing with the life of every single person who's watching the service right now. And we pray, Father God, that you would give insight to the people who are watching the service right now about the pivotal moments that you've placed in their lives and the lessons that you want them to learn and that you want them to share with other people. We thank you, Jesus, for the way that you not just bless us, but the way you bless others through us, the way you can use our stories and our lives to help other people. And so right now, I just pray for every single person, even for people who don't think of a, a pivotal moment right now, who can't think of one. Thank you, Jesus, that every moment is significant every life is significant and father thank you for what you're doing in their lives today would you help them to see a glimpse of what you're doing in them today we thank you we give you praise we lift up every single person here who's needing to make a tough decision today needing to make a tough decision about their future maybe about a relationship maybe about their their career or maybe about their finances father thank you for the great reminder from pastor tim's message today is that you know the plans you have for us, plans to prosper us, not to harm us, plans to give us hope in a future. And if we would step out in faith and have an open heart to you, we will sense your leading, your guidance, honor our lives, such that we are not alone in making any decision, that you will give us everything we need to walk into that next chapter, in that next season, even though it's scary, even though it might be intimidating, even though things might be uncertain. Thank you, God, that though we don't know what's gonna happen tomorrow, we know who holds tomorrow in his hands and we can trust in you knowing that you will make a way and you will make all things beautiful in your time and so we thank you today and we give you praise in jesus name we pray amen 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 we give god a big hand a big shout in this place together right now praise god Maybe you're still writing something, that's all right. Maybe you're still typing something, that's all right. Encourage each and every one of you to go to mythought.info, to my pivotal moment, and share with us your pivotal moment. We'd love to hear about the pivotal moments of your lives and the lessons that God has been teaching you. Finally, one last thing is that if you're here and you're receiving today the first time an experience of being here at Thrive Church Online, I'm here to let you know that God loves you that he loves you with an unconditional love, that there's nothing you could do to make God love you more. There's nothing you have done that could make God close the door. That's why he sent Jesus Christ for us, that when we were separated from God because of our sins, when we couldn't reach God on our own, no matter how good we try to be, no matter how good we think we are, when we were separated from God because of our sin, God didn't abandon us, didn't leave us, didn't quit on us. Instead, he sent Jesus Christ to die on the cross for our sins so that we could be forgiven, so that we could be brought back to God. 
so that we could know forgiveness, acceptance that the world cannot give, a peace that the world cannot give. And so if you need that peace today, if you need that forgiveness today, if you need the security of knowing that your life is safely in God's hands, then I want to encourage you just to respond to God right now. You can click that button that's on your screen that says, I commit my life to Jesus. That's just another way of saying, God, I need you. Jesus, I need you. If you need God's forgiveness today, why don't you lift up your hand to God right now as a response? Why don't you touch that button that's on your screen? I commit my life to Jesus. And why don't you pray this prayer with me right now? You can say, dear Jesus, thank you that you died on the cross to pay for my sins, that you rose again to give me life. Today, I open up my heart. Please come in and forgive me of my sins and fill me with your Holy Spirit. Thank you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You know, if you prayed that prayer and you meant that from your heart, the Bible says you are forgiven of your sins. You are a child of God. You are a citizen of heaven. You are included in God's family. You are a priest in God's kingdom meant to serve him and the best is yet to come. And so if you made that decision just now to pray that prayer, congratulations, a huge congratulations to you. Uh, you can click that button that says, I commit my life to Jesus, or you can text the word believe to 604-285-5770. We've got uh, some encouraging messages to give you to encourage you in this new prayer that you prayed this that you made. Uh, we've got some a gift to give you as well, so I encourage you to do that. You also can go to mythrob.info uh, that, that, and say, you know, I received Jesus. There's a button there for that. That is an amazing decision, the most important decision you could possibly. Let's give God a big hand, a big shout in this place together right now. Praise God. As we close off our service, a couple things we're going to do. The first off, the first off is if you call Thrive Church your home church, or you just believe in the work that God is doing here, let's give our faithful tithes, our generous offerings, knowing that when we seek God's kingdom first, He adds what? He adds everything we need. And so let's go to mythought.info. Thank you so much for giving. When you do, not only does He add everything we need, but He also builds His church through us. Wherever you are, whatever clothes you wear, whatever role you have in life, you were made to be AEIOU. You were made to build God's church together with His family. And so let's do that together. At the same time, we're going to hand the time back to our online host, Christine. Have an amazing Sunday, everybody. We love you. God loves you. The best is yet to come. Take care, everyone. Have an amazing rest of the day. The best is yet to come. We love you guys. See you guys really soon. Thank you, Pastor JB. Thank you, Pastor Tim, for sharing your pivotal moments. I loved hearing your story. Now, let's get into some announcements. Once again, if this is your first time visiting us, be sure to text NEW to 604-285-5770 and we'll mail you your very own Thrive Stainless Steel water bottle. And if you made the decision to receive Jesus Christ today, congratulations! Let us know by texting BELIEVE to 604-285-5770. We have prepared a gift that includes a series of videos that may answer some of your questions about Christianity. It'll be mailed right to your door and we hope that it'll guide you on the right path to follow Jesus. And don't forget, we host Zoom prayer meetings every Tuesday at 8.30 p.m. So join us for a time of worship and prayer together. We would love to see you. For more information, please check out our Facebook or Instagram and be sure to like and follow us for more updates. As you all know, our current message series are called Pivotal Moments. Each week, we have a speaker share a story from their life where a major and tough decision had to be made and how they made that decision. They'll be also sharing what they learned afterwards and I'm sure you all have pivotal moments that you're urging to share. We would love to hear your pivotal moments as well. So share your story with us at mythrive.info and be sure to click my pivotal moments. 
All right, that's it from me today. Thank you again for joining us. Don't forget to give your tithes and offerings. I hope you all have a wonderful week, and I'm so excited to be seeing you all next week at Thrive Church Online.